Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in our church. Uh, we thank you for speaking to hearts and lives. Uh, you are an amazing God, and you've got us on a great mission. We're going to talk about that uh, for the next few weeks. And so, Lord, uh, touch your people, minister, and speak to us. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So anybody recognize the movie that we just played? Uh, you, you, if you've been under a rock, maybe you don't, but what is it? What is the music? Mission Impossible, all right? And so today we're going to begin a brand new series called Mission Possible. The song was Mission Impossible, but it's Mission Possible. That's our new series. As, as we begin our Sunday services for 2023, my goal for this year is going to be to set us on a fresh path to more closely obeying the mission that God has given Cross Point Church. Now, how many of you remember the original Mission Impossible? And some of you will date yourselves, but any of you ever watched the original? I'm talking about the series. That was, I see a few hands. And so, listen briefly, if you don't know what it's all about, I'm gonna fill you in. Mission Impossible was a TV series that we ran that ran on CBS from 1966 till 1973, and then again from 88 until 1990. And, and listen, Tom Cruise brought it back with a series of six movies, uh, and apparently, I just told Georgia, they're going to be releasing two more movies, and so if you're an, a Mission Impossible fan, if you like action movies, uh, if you like Tom Cruise, two more movies, one, number seven coming out this year, number eight coming out next year, uh, so it's crazy. Uh, this series, Mission Impossible, the original, is about a team of secret uh, government agents known as Impossible Missions Force, IMF. And on each of their missions, they were tasked with covert operations against dictators, evil organizations, and even crime lords. Now listen, I was born in 1972, but I do remember watching the original series growing up. And for me, what stands out was that song that you just heard play, and I don't know if you remember the visuals, but there was a match lighting a fuse during the opening credits, and it would move and show you uh, different things and pictures. And, and the other thing that stood out is the way that each mission was communicated. In fact, most episodes actually began with the leader of the IMF getting an important assignment from a hidden tape recorder. Uh, it would be a digital something or other these days on your device, but uh, from a, a tape recorder and an envelope of photos and information detailing the mission. Now, the tape almost always began with a greeting. And then it explained the serious situation, and it always ended with this message. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is fill in the blank. But as always, if you or any member of your team is caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. Then it goes on to say, this tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Sure enough, the tape recorder would sizzle and smoke, and, and that's when that music would play and the fuse was lit. That was Mission Impossible. This morning, how many of you know that Cross Point Church has a very important mission? Cross Point Church, and every church has a very important mission. Now, we, we don't have instructions that will self-destruct, but I do believe that we have a life or death mission. 
And Jesus Christ actually wants us, he wants to use us, his church, to lead people to life. And so our mission is serious, and you and I have a role that is vital to be played in God's plan. I want to talk about mission. The word mission is defined as an important task or a duty that has been assigned, allotted, or self-imposed. It's also an important goal or purpose that's accompanied by a very strong conviction, a calling or a vocation, mission. In the spring of 2012, God was seriously dealing with my heart and making cross point vision, the Crosspoint vision clear to me. To be honest, God's call to start Crosspoint Church was a bit overwhelming at the time. I never planned on starting a church. I'd never done it before. It was all new to me. Uh, uh, others might have wished for me to fill out a resume and, and go down south where it's a little warmer or to a better place. Or, or what. But the Lord had me on assignment and the Lord let me know that, that the, mission and the mission was that he was giving me was for Crosspoint was very possible. Because how many of you know that with God, all things are possible? The disciples of Jesus were also given an important mission in the New Testament. And before, before we get into what God gave me for Cross Point Church, I want to talk about and look at what they received. You're going to get a lot of scripture today, and I hope you're okay with it. And even if you're not, you're getting a lot of scripture today. All right? The Bible says in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, that Jesus came and told his disciples... I have been given all authority, say all, all, all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the what? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I love that. Amen. And then Mark 16, 15 says, and he told them, go into all the world, say all, all. And, and into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Say everyone. everyone. Luke 24, 45 through 47 says, and then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Man, this stood out to me this morning. There are some times when we read scripture and it doesn't make sense to us. We got to pray, Lord, open my mind. Help me to understand. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all, say all, all the nations beginning in Jerusalem, there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. Amen to that. I'm so glad. Then John 20 and verse 21 says, again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Finally, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me where? Everywhere. Everywhere. In Jerusalem, it might as well be Rochester, fill in the blank. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Stratford County, New Hampshire, amen. In Samaria, Massachusetts, Vermont, and to the ends of the earth, California. No, just kidding. Um, listen. That was the mission that Jesus Christ gave to his disciples. And by default, if you are a disciple, if you are a follower of Christ this morning, 
that mission or that great commission applies to you. It applies to me. So how do we go from there? How do we get from there to here today? Well, listen, in 2012, I was very busy trying to convince God that he had chosen the wrong guy for what I felt like he was telling me to do. How many of you have ever argued with God? He tells you something and you're just thick, man. You are like, I don't want to hear it. God, you've got the wrong person. You, you must have got me mixed up with such and such. They, they would be a better candidate. And God is saying, oh, no, I've called you. I've got a plan and a purpose for you. I am sending you. And so that's what I was doing. I was arguing with God. There are days when I still say, Lord, are you done? Lord, have you chosen someone else? We do that. See, the mission to tell people about Jesus was always going to be part of my life. If you're a follower of Christ, you know that. That is our mission. But starting a brand new church in Rochester, New Hampshire, was definitely not in my plan. At the same time, I knew that it was a very important mission with serious consequences. So you can't bypass the cross on the road to heaven and there has to be a conviction in your heart before there's a conversion. And so the Holy Spirit, he actually gave me our key verse, which is 1 Corinthians 1.18. Some of you might ask, where did you get the name cross point from? 1 Corinthians 1.18, go there with me up on the screens. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, the message of the cross, say the cross. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it as the very power of God. The message of the cross. The cross is the point. The cross is what we need to communicate. When people are broken and lost and they need direction, the cross is the way. I remember meditating on that verse when it, it hit me, all of those things that the cross is the point and uh, we all need to come to Jesus by way of the cross. And so I felt like God was calling me to start a new church called Crosspoint and from there everything else developed. Did you know people told me we don't need another church in Rochester? We don't need it. We've got enough churches. My goodness, were they wrong? We could use more churches. There are different people, there are different styles, there are different groups that, that need to be reached for Jesus. And, and I'm, I'm thankful that I obeyed. And listen, soon God gave me our mission statement, and I say our, say our. Our mission statement, because by faith, I pray and I am hoping and I am believing that it becomes your mission statement as much as it has been mine. And see, a mission statement is the statement of purpose for an organization or a company. It, uh, it can be a mission statement for a, per a person. It should spell out your reason for existence. In fact, our mission statement should guide our actions. It should uh, spell out our goals. It should give us the framework for all of the decisions that we make. In other words, every single time we do something at Cross Point Church, we have to ask ourselves, how does that line up with our God-given mission. If it doesn't line up, then I get to make the hard decision to pass on something that might be good for what's actually better or best. Did you know sometimes we have to make hard decisions? Some of you know, because maybe you've come to me and, Pastor, we should do that. And, and Pastor, we should do this. And if it falls in line, I say, well, thank you for volunteering. Thank you for wanting to do that. But if it doesn't fall in line, we usually have a conversation. Well, that really doesn't fit into what God is trying to do. 
And, and if you're not fixated on being offended, you're okay with that. <laughs> there, I, could, I, could, I could hang out there for a little while. I won't. At the end of the day, doing God's mission with God's approval is our goal. It should be your goal. I want to please God. I want to obey God. And so our mission statement at Cross Point Church is this. And listen, if you don't know this, I, this year, by the, end, by the end of 2023, you're going to know this. We're going to make sure. We're going to drill it. We're going to know it. We're going to be it. This is our mission statement. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. I'm going to say it again. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. I, I wasn't going to do this, but I, it's going to sound weird. We're going to do it together. Let me hear you. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. One more time louder. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. So why are we here? What is the point? Why did God ask me to start another church in Rochester, New Hampshire 10 years ago? I believe that those questions and more can be answered by choosing to accept the mission. Mission possible. Let's take a closer look. So why this mission? I believe Crosspoint has a, a God-given mission that lines up with the great commission given to the disciples in the Bible. And so we have been called, you and I, we have been called to go and make disciples and to preach the good news to everyone. Me, Pastor Freddie? You're kidding. That, that's your job. You get to preach. You get to tell. You get to show. No, 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 no. We exist to lead people to the cross. Amen? The great commission says, go ye. Not go pastors, not go leaders, not go, not go Puerto Ricans from New York. Not, you know, it, it, it says go ye, go us. We exist. And so we're called to make disciples, to preach the good news to everyone everywhere. It should be our joy to share that there's forgiveness of sins for every single person that repents. It should be your joy to let somebody know they don't have to walk around with guilt and, and they don't have to walk around broken and, and they don't have to walk around feeling like they're a waste and, and like their life is a waste and, and like there's no hope for tomorrow. We have the hope and that hope is in a name. What's that name? Jesus. Jesus. I love it that we get to witness for Jesus and God helps us to make disciples who want to do the same. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. Listen, this mission not only honors God, but it lines up with his word. And in a way, it should be a personal mission for every single Christian to lead people to the cross. And so, listen, first in our Mission Possible series, let's talk about the we. Let's say we. We exist. Yeah, I believe the people of Cross Point Church are the we. And so let me ask you a question. What, what comes to your mind when I say that word, we? Some of you might be thinking of a Nintendo game if you're young enough. Some of you might be thinking of crazy things. What comes to mind when I say we? Now, listen, when I think about we, I think about unity. I think about team. I think about gifts and talents and skills. I think about young and old. I think we are one. 
We are one for a reason. Christ makes us one. We, we speaks of who we are together. I guess that's why church uh, membership is important to me. See, there are too many lone rangers out there trying to do life and ministry and things on their own. And what God has clearly called us to do together, we need to do together. In fact, I believe that God, God had that in mind when he, when he gave us here at Crosspoint our five core values. Uh, some of you don't even know we have five core values. I could tell by the, the game show. I could tell by the game show. We need to work on that. I've got work ahead of me. We have five core values. We have a mission statement. We have five core values. Uh, and you might be thinking, what in the world is a core value, Pastor Freddie? Thank you so much for asking me. See, core values are defined as the principles that guide our church's internal conduct as well as our relationship with the external world. Let me say that again. Core values are the principles that guide our church's internal conduct, how we behave, what we do, as well as our relationship with the external world. And so core values, what do they do? They expose our motives. They, they underlie our work. They dictate our behavior and our action. And so listen, by, your, by our core values, people should know that together we're better. People should know that each one will reach one. People should know by our core values that we are blessed to be a blessing. Why? Because it's not something that we just say. It is something that we live. Core values. We have five core values at Crosspoint. And I'm going to give them to you this morning, talk a little bit about them, move on through. And so the first core value I want to talk about is one that you might know the best. I've already said it like three times. Together we're what? Together we're better. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. Two are better than one. Together we're better. In John 17, in verse 22, it says, uh, uh, Jesus prayed, the glory that you have given me, speaking to the Father, Jesus speaking to the Father said, the glory you have given me, I have given to them, that they may, even, that they may be even as we are one. That they may be one even as we are one. Together we're better. So listen, our mission is possible because Jesus is with us. How many of you know that Jesus is with you? Jesus is with you. Jesus is with us. Jesus is for us. Jesus is for you. As we obey him, you'll know that. It's also possible because of this team called the body of Christ here at Cross Point Church that together we're better. Like the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 for just as the body is one, say one, and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. We are many members, but we are one body. Together, how many of you have heard this phrase? Together we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the hands and feet of our Savior. Together, say together. He has clearly chosen us to reach Rochester, New Hampshire, and that's a huge task, and I'm so glad he hasn't given it to just me. It's us. It's us. 
Uh, think about uh, every big outreach that we've ever done over the years. Some of you will remember more than others, but our Operation Backpack, uh, uh, you know, times when we have gone and done uh, the, the free comic book day and things, a lot more obviously before COVID, but things that we have done to say, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is the reason for our being, and we want people to know, you know what? We're going to partner with the Salvation Army, and we're going to do uh, Christmas angel tags, and, and we're Gonna, they're going to partner with us and go uh, to, to different areas and do the backpacks and, and things of that nature. We're going to do Thanksgiving baskets. We're, we're going to do things that say we exist to lead people to the cross and we exist. So together we are what? Together we're better. Every outreach, every time we reach out. We, we want to do what God is telling us to do, but we want Jesus to be glorified. Listen, I realize that some people will come and go. How many of you have been in church for a while and you know that, that some of the people that were friends, some of the people you came to church with, they're no longer here. They, they, maybe they left to other churches. May, you know, maybe they're not anywhere. And so we pray for them, right? And so, uh, you know, different, at the same time, you've got to consider that different people have different values. They have different ambitions. They have different goals. And so they don't always, people don't always commit to serving with us, with the local church, for a very long time. You've heard me say that, that membership and accountability and, and belonging to a body is, is not for everyone as they see it. They want to be alone. They want to go at it alone. I see that as sad. I see that as not really biblical. We're called to be together. One of the things that I've, I've said from day one, uh, and you know, if you were at the banquet, you heard it. I realized that people will come and go to Cross Point Church for different reasons. In, in fact, some will come to Cross Point for a reason, some will come for a season, and some will come for the vision or mission in this case, but along the way, maybe the reason fades or the season passes and they decide to move on. And listen, they don't always communicate. Trust me, sometimes I'm the last to know. In fact, last, uh, uh, last Friday night at the banquet, we had the honor of sitting with uh, two of our people from the very beginning, from year one. And uh, what a blessing it was to have them come back and celebrate with us. Uh, we got to hear about their kids that are grown. They got to see some of our kids that were grown. We got to talk about the church. They sat there and watched the slideshow all night long, almost in tears, just saying, look what God has done. Look what God has done. They reminded my wife and I, that they were blessed to be at Cross Point at a specific season in their life. They were in a rough season. Families that they knew were falling apart. The devil was picking people off and God sent them to Cross Point and, and they believe, we believe, that they were sent for a season to heal. That they were sent for a season to be uh, restored. And God did that. God used Cross Point Church in that process but once they were restored, we, they communicated with me, and so it was bittersweet. They said, Pastor Freddie, we love you. We love Cross Point Church. Uh, this, these were family members that, that on day one, they said, we're with you. On day one, you, you're doing outreach, we're there. You're having a prayer meeting, we're there. How many service, what's happening? We're there. They were there, and so it was bittersweet because they were saying, God is moving us on. And so we had to release them. We had to let them go. Uh, and we, you know, we glorified God in that, that they were going to another church, that they were going somewhere else, and they're happy to report that they are, they're growing. They are blessing the Lord. They are serving in ministries. Crosspoint had a part in that. 
just the way Crosspoint is having a part and a, 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 you know, a role in your life. So I say that to say that each of these people matter to God. How many of you know that people matter to God? People matter to Crosspoint. They matter to me. And so when they come, when people come, we receive them with love and with grace. Sometimes they come, you know, with their pimples and their, uh, their problems and, and their baggage, and we receive them with love and grace. And when they leave, we release them with love and grace. I especially, again, love it when people honor my leadership by letting me, me know what they're doing and why. It helps with closure. I, I like closure. I like to know things are in nice, neat packages. And at the end of the day, you know, and so that, that kind of troubles me when people just disappear. It helps with closure, and listen, it's proper. It's the right way. We're not saying you have to be here with us forever, but when it's your time, if you feel the Lord leading you, communicate with us. It's, it's proper. Whether you're here for a reason, a season, or the vision, mission, I hope that the takeaway for you is that, is that you are valued. Every person matters. That, that, that is our second core value, actually. Say that with me tonight, to this morning. Every person matters. One more time. Listen, that applies to we, the people of Crosspoint, but it applies to unchurched people that we are trying to lead to the cross. You may have heard this, this phrase or this wording that the church should be a hospital for the hurting. The church should be a hospital for the hurting. We are trying to reach the, the, the unchurched. We are trying to reach broken people. And so who's going to come to Crosspoint? I hope that broken people come. I hope that people uh, that, that are battling with drugs and addiction, I hope they will come. I pray they'll come. I hope that people that don't have it all together will come to Crosspoint. Why would you hope that, Pastor Freddie? Because Jesus is the answer. And we've got the answer. And, and, and I don't have the mentality of us for and no more. The more, the merrier. You know what? If we have to, God forbid, but at the same time, I, I've, I've had that my boys have said, Dad, when you're starting the third service. But, you know, at the same time, if that's what has to happen that for people, we'll do it. We'll do it because every person matters. In Genesis 1.26, the Bible says, let us make man in our image. Say us. In 1 John 4.19, it says, we love because he first loved us. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for all of these verses are a reminder that every person matters to God. He loves us. He loves you. You may have heard Marie's testimony. Man, touched by God, did not believe that she mattered, did not believe that God loved her. I think God showed you the better way, huh? God won. Every person matters. All of these verses are a reminder of that. He loves us and he loves people throughout our whole world around us that need Jesus. I'm talking about the sick. I'm talking about the broken. I'm talking about the single mom or dad out there. I'm talking about the widow or the widower. I'm talking about the poor. I'm talking about the addict. I'm talking about the abused. I'm talking about the homeless. Every person matters they have value in God's eyes and so we value them too next in mission possible let's talk about that word exist say exist we exist what comes to mind when I say exist I don't know with exist I think of God creating us 
I think of God shaping us in our mother's womb. I think that because we exist, God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. Anybody believe that this morning? With exist, I can't help but to think that of a sovereign God who knew that one day you and I would be sitting here, standing here, present here in 2023, worshiping Jesus in a small church. With exist, I, I know that our lives matter to God and what we do for him matters too. And so we exist, we are here, we were created on purpose and for a purpose. That takes us to our, our third core value, which is another, the other one that you should know by heart. We're blessed to be a what? We're blessed to be a blessing. So listen, I just said that we're created uh, for a purpose, and I can literally sit here and list a bunch of things that point to our, our purpose for living in Jesus, and it includes worship. It includes winning souls. It includes representing being light in this dark world. Again, our mission is we exist to lead people to the what? to the cross, so that Jesus Christ becomes the what? The center of their lives. Listen, I also believe that all, all of that can fall under, under the core value that we are blessed to be a blessing. Not to be a hoarder. Not to hold it all in for yourself. In Genesis 12 and, and uh, verses 2 and 3, when God was speaking to Abraham, he said to him, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and, and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. All the way back there in the Old Testament. Imagine that. Blessed to be a blessing. Proverbs 11.25 says, Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and those who the one who waters will himself be watered. Blessed to be a blessing. Ephesians 1.3 says, blessed be, the, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, say every, every spiritual blessing in, heavenly, in, in the heavenly places in Christ. And then 2 Corinthians 9 and 8 says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. We're blessed to be a what? So he's going to give you abundance. So he's going to take care of your needs. And you have what you have not to hoard it, but to give it away. God's blessings, they're meant to protect us. They, they're meant to guide us on the path to righteousness. They're meant to give us hope. And his blessings are not exclusive to Abraham or the disciples in the Bible. As followers of Christ, we are blessed coming. We are blessed going. And those blessings were never intended to be hoarded. And so what do we do with these blessings from God? We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the what? the center of their lives. We exist to be a blessing. We exist to bless people by loving them in Jesus' name. We exist to show the whole world that living for Christ is, is so full of blessings that they should want to have a relationship with Him too. The blessings of God, they help us to serve. They help us to love. They help us to give. They help us to, to share truth and grace and forgiveness. We're blessed to be a blessing. Finally, our mission uh, possible series, we exist to lead people, leading people. It sounds kind of weird at first because some of you, you don't see yourselves leading anyone, but you are called to lead. We exist to lead. 
And uh, what comes to mind when you think about leading people? With leading people, I think about how we lead them. And, and we can do that by, by leading people by sharing our testimony. How many of you know we all have a story? We all have a story. You have a story. I, your story is not the same as mine. We all have a story. And God can use that story to reach the lost. And there are plenty in Rochester that, that we can share that story with. We can also lead people by inviting them to church. Did you know, I don't know what the stat is today, but a, a good number, a good percentage of people say they would visit a church if someone would bother inviting them. Some of us, we hear that and we're like, what? I just always thought if we invited, they're just going to say no. They're going to laugh at me. They're going to laugh. There's a good percentage of people that would visit at least once if you would bother to invite them. See, God has called us to reach the lost, and there are plenty of people in Rochester that we can invite to church. We can also lead, lead people by actually bringing them to an outreach, by actually bringing them to a special service in your car. Some, we overlook that sometimes. We think, well, well, the church should have a van ministry, or, or the church should have a bus ministry. No, you have a car ministry. You didn't know that. Some of you, yeah, there's a, you've got a car with like four or five seats and you're like blessed and, and living high in Jesus and he's provided you with a great car and you have not used it once for the glory of God by bringing someone to church. Some, sometimes it takes that. Well, my car, you know, because people will make excuses. How many of you have maybe yourselves made an excuse? I don't want to go there, and so I'm not feeling well, or I have something else planned, or my car is broken, or my car, you know, and so when they come up with that car is broken uh, uh, excuse, you can say, well, well, that's okay. I, you know, I, I can pick you up. I can bring you. When I think about leading people, my old youth pastor, he used to preach a message a thousand years ago when I was a teenager called lead, follow, or get out of the way. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. I think the point was that we have to make a decision. We have to make a decision. Listen, people are counting on you to share Jesus with them so that they can find hope, so that they can stop being confused and lost and messed up. They're counting on you. Me, Pastor Freddie? Yes, you. Many are looking for love. You can lead them to the God who loves them unconditionally. You can share how that God of love changed your life. That leads us to the fourth and fifth core values. Touching on them real quick. Fourth core value is each one reach one. Each one reach one. Remember, we exist to lead people. We start reaching them today and every, every single day by the things that we say and by the things that we do. Luke 14 verses 21 and 23 says, Jesus, uh, speaking to his disciples, said, go quickly into the streets. Listen to this. Jesus, Jesus is speaking. Go quickly into the streets. Go, go quickly into the alleys of the town. Invite the poor. Invite the crippled. Invite the blind. Invite the lame. Doesn't say and, and necessarily invite the rich. Invite all of them to have it all together. Invite those that will look and smell good in our church. That's not what it says. Uh, verse 23, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and, and invite anyone who you find that will come so that the house will be full. Listen, today is the day of salvation. 
Every day we have an opportunity to share Jesus. Pastor Freddie, I don't know how. Pastor Freddie, I'm scared. Pastor Freddie, I've never done that before. Start with your story. You've got a story. What happened to you? How did you get hope in your life? How was your life turned around? Why is it that you're happy when you should be sad? Why is it that you seem to have it all together? Don't take the credit. Give all the glory to God. That's your opportunity. God, give me a divine appointment. God, open a door. God, show me the way to go. It's right in front of you. It's right in front of you. Start with one. Sometimes we think, oh, we have to preach to a hundred or a thousand. It starts with one. We should want to reach at least one. There, for some people, that's how they start the new year. Say, you know what, this year I'm going to reach one person for Jesus. Some people, they, they don't do that because they're afraid because if you begin to invite the Holy Spirit to lead you in that way, guess what will happen? God will do it. People will come your way. Messed up people, broken people, people that Jesus loves. This is the person you should be praying for. This is the person that you can focus on. Showing them what it really means to love your neighbor as yourself. And the fifth and final core value is this. We are saved to serve. We are saved to serve. Galatians 5.13 says, For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. First Peter, uh, Galatians 5.13 for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, do what? Serve one another. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received a gift, use it for yourself. No? Use it only when you feel like it. You receive the gift, hide it. Don't let anybody see it. They might take it. No, it says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another and lead because we love. Listen, we have to lead because we love Jesus. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. God's got amazing grace for us, not to hoard it, to share it. We don't serve or lead to earn status or position or anything. We serve and we lead because we love Jesus. And listen, he served you first. I mean, think about it. You were once lost and God has done so much in your life. His Holy Spirit is, has protected you. You are here today by the grace of God. So isn't it your turn to pay it forward? Think about it. Jesus was the greatest servant of all. When you serve, other people get to see Jesus through you. Worship team, come. Listen, our mission possible is this. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. Say it with me. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. One more time. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. Listen, uh, uh, 20 years plus ago, somebody in a service said a, a phrase and a statement about a hundred times. And by the end of the service, I'm, why is he saying that again and again? Because I want you to get it. 
And even if not, even if it doesn't stick with you, you're going to say, somebody's going to say, what was today's service about? I don't know, but we kept repeating this one phrase. We kept repeating, and I know I should know it, but I, I, we exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. I might talk to Teresa, have her and the kids make up a song. Every week they'll come and sing us the, the We Exist song, the mission song. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 9. I'm going to close with this. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing, agreeing wholeheartedly with each other loving one another, working together with one mind and one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was even born. God was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and he died a, criminal, a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name that is above all other names. Stand to your feet. Crosspoint Church, time is short. Time is short. We've got a lot, a lot to do for Jesus. It's vital that you and I accept the mission possible. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that even when we don't feel like it, whatever it is, you're still God. Even when we're tired, you're still God. Even when we're struggling, you're still God. You have a plan and a purpose for me, for us, for this church. You're speaking to hearts right now. You're letting people know that they matter. You're letting people know that this is a new year, that this is a new beginning. God, you are moving. God, you are working. God, you are doing great things. And Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that that, that one great thing in our lives, one of the great things would be for us to accept the mission possible. Jesus, I surrender. Jesus, we surrender. We're, we're not going to play games anymore. We're not going to sit on the sidelines anymore. We're going to look for ways to share Jesus. We're going to look for ways to invite people. We're going to look for ways to talk like you would have us to talk so that we re represent you well in this world. We exist to lead people to the cross so that Jesus Christ becomes the center of their lives. God, 
You gave that to me. You gave that to us. Help us to say yes to it. Help us to say yes to it. In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. Let's close in worship.